it is a big trope in anime that the typically the toughest girl is afraid of ghosts. That's a weird thing. Are you not afraid of anything, Anthony? No, like specific. Like, why do always case. always have to be ghosts though? I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. It's the weird part. Like, why can't like she be afraid of like choking or like dying alone like the rest of us? <laughs> oh well, you see, ghosts are spooky, Anthony. Listen, that's why. So, I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of <laughs> inevitabilities. <laughs> And welcome back to another arc, uh, or not another arc, same arc still, <laughs> another episode of My First Anime. This week we are discussing Hioka episodes five through eight. I'm Chris Bailey. I'm Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I'm Anthony Vaught. Um, I, I did not engage in any extracurricular anime this week so i got nothing for the anime minute okay my anime minute you guys um i've just been reading some manga that came out black clover might is magic i tell see but let's get away from that a little bit everybody needs to watch fucking taskmaster it's so fucking good it's on youtube all the episodes are up fucking watch that show it's a british tv uh, game show. It's so fucking good. I am addicted. They're 40 minutes long, which is ruining my fucking life because they're fantastic. But they take up so much time watching them. But I can't skip them because they're so good. Watch this show, you guys. That's off my anime minute. Guys, I have something. Oh, hate us. Guys, I have something. Do it. <laughs> I you say Valheim, I'm quitting. The buggy arc. Oh, talk one piece to me. It was fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Wait to move on now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I didn't like write all the shit down and stuff, but I just remember I laughed pretty hard when <laughs> he had like tried to recall his body back. And she had just bundled it up like a fucking present. And mm. then fucking <laughs> Luffy just yeets him out of the fucking. Just like, just like his head, right? Basically. Or a very small so. part of his body. Yeah, that was, it was pretty fucking good. I don't remember a lot of the specifics of the buggy arc except for, yeah, Nami. Kicking Buggy in the dick and tying him up. Yeah. Yep, that happened. And uh, the stuff with the dog. Yeah, the dog was pretty cute. And he fought off an entire village. Hell yeah. The dogs was sad. Yeah, it's a sad story, but he, he, he you know, he's one of the friends that we make along the way, Sal. Uh -huh. Yeah, they should have kept the dog. <laughs> or the dog, dog is one piece. The dog is, dog is the one piece, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you go back and but, watch episode four? Uh, yes. Or did you watch it at the time? I forget. No, no, no. I, uh, yeah, I went back, watched four with the, uh, uh, couldn't stand it. And there's nothing against the story part of it. It, it made a lot of sense, but holy fuck, his voice when he's young. Oh, it, oh. Is, it is whore, coarse. Very extremely fucking, like, just rough. Mm. It hurt my voice listening to him talk. Cool, cool. I'm excited for you to keep watching One Piece. And uh, more Valheim. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> um, I have a question that I was going to ask anyway. I kind of expected a shorter anime minute this week, and that's perfect. Um, what do you guys do mysteries at all? 
Like, do you have any experience with like mystery fiction in general or detective fiction? Yes. Like what? Um, it's been a while, but I read the first two books of Sherlock and I've watched any type of Sherlock uh, movie out there that I can mm. think of. And then I also like, uh, I haven't seen yeah, the I've, Robert Downey Jr., but I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, the BBC Sherlock, while I enjoy the first couple seasons, that is straight fucking pulp. That is not true like detective fiction but uh yeah i've watched all that i've watched all the robert downey uh I even watched the m or the the watson show on netflix which was not that good with the stranger things girl Nola holmes yeah okay yeah not i mean it was it's fine it's just it's not that good but yeah i'm a big fan of detective stuffs which probably why this series hurts me a little bit well that sounds like you're a big fan of very a very specific <laughs> type of detective stuff how about you, Monkey? I mean, that was not me. Uh, that was the anime that me and you got into. That was a mystery. Um, Erased. That I told you to watch. Sure. Yes. I mean, I guess it is a mystery, but I'm talking like more traditional mystery stuff. About people solving something? What? Or, or, or things that I guess are closer to detective fiction than just something that has a mystery. Because by that logic, Lost is a fucking mystery, but isn't what I'm talking about. I mean, I did watch uh, Detective Conan 2. Uh, I don't know how well that fits into the conventions, actually. I, I haven't seen very much Detective Conan at all. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, as an anime, I think, I mean, a waste and Detective Conan, even though you can me gripe about a waste for some reason. I can't think of any other mysteries that I've watched in anime form. But I watched a shitty, uh, a bunch of, um, I don't know what you call it. It's not cop dramas, but stuff like that. Uh-huh. Procedurals. Yeah. That, yeah. I've watched a lot of Monk. I love Monk. Psych. Psych is my favorite TV show. And that's two people being detectives trying to figure out what, what has happened in a 40-minute episode. Um, I've watched um, Columbo. Columbo's fucking fantastic. <laughs> but I don't think you consider that as mystery either. No, Columbo, Columbo totally fits. Columbo follows the conventions of like detective fiction pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um I mean I watched the Sherlock movie. I only watched the first one because I've watched the BBC Sherlock. I can't think of anything else. Oh, I watched Luthor, if you consider that. I mean that's more detective show, I guess. But yeah, I I watched a bunch of like different stuff, but I don't know if you what you consider as super grounded into mystery and which one's not grounded in mystery. But like stuff like this show, like uh I think I would say Detective Conan is like this. Okay. I that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I know it's super old and you know, it's about it's specifically about him being a detective, so to to know that it would follow detective fiction conventions makes a lot of sense. But okay. yeah, I just wanted to know like if you guys are even like picking up on that stuff. All right, let's get get in here to Hyoka. Hopefully, I've got. I didn't. I didn't write them down this time because I realized last time I had my fucking English teacher prompts ready to ask you guys and <laughs> missed them. Hopefully, I'll remember them this time. You guys are the fucking kids at the back of the class with your heads down while we're talking about Hamlet, and I'm just calling <laughs> on you. <laughs> I'm like, guys, no, Hamlet is good. You just have to actually think about it. It's the fucking Lion King, Sensei. Detention. Oh, wow. All right, episode five, the truth about the historic classic lit club. 
So as I said, this thing got wrapped up in the next four episodes because it was this one. You, yep, you were right. You were right. We come in there just kind of recapping the mystery and what we know so far, discussing it and how there's probably some sort of other angle to it. Satoshi, again, starts to rib uh, Oreki a little bit, saying that he kind of reiterates the thing of like, hey, you could have just said you don't know and left it at that and we probably would have accepted it but instead you went to the bathroom to go to your fucking mind palace to come up with this hypothesis <laughs> all for Chitanda to which Ereki snaps back saying it's her fault rather than it's like yeah I did do it for it's like nah she forced this on me I, I do like the fact that Satoshi is speaking the truth to um Hutaru. yeah uh, and Satoshi basically calls him out with the stuff I just said yeah the symbolism isn't lost on me that during this conversation, the sky becomes less gray. Oh, yeah? <laughs> See? I picked up on that one. Good job. It only had to punch you in the goddamn face for you to pick up <laughs> one detail. Just watching the rain go away. Oreki goes on to think about how maybe he's tired of being gray, but everyone else and the way they act and the stuff they do and do all their clubs and stuff is so wasteful. All the activities they do. <laughs> so it seems to me that he's like, I don't really want a gray life, but I don't want their fucking lives. And well, I mean, he says like that he, the guy was like, you're envious, aren't you? Right. And he doesn't. I don't know. I don't think he envies the right word. But I mean, even like later on in these episodes, he's he keeps comparing like he's, he keeps putting his self his self in uh, these, these other people's shoes and being like, would I actually like that? Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, to me, he's still like on the fence about, you know, or he's, he's at least like trying to think about, and I think that that backs up my statement. Cause like, he's just kind of like, would I actually like that life over like this gray one that I have? It seems like he's still trying to figure it out. I mean, obviously, but yeah. And, um, there, there's something I want to talk about. I'm just not sure when the right time to do it is, but yeah, that, that's, that's a definite idea to cling to. And Oreki even, you know, narrates that while he's thinking about this, of how, you know, he goes on his whole grass is always greener thing, um, realizes that, you know, he's he does all this stuff and is just, like, chilling, but he doesn't really enjoy anything. So maybe he should try being a little bit like them and see what that's like. And like you said, Satoshi calls him out as being envious of them. Yeah, and I have to saw someone put this one at the top. It's re-fucking-freshing. That these people are doing introspection in a relatable manner. Yes, I, I truly, one of the reasons I appreciate this show so much is because, especially with anime, you get so much like over the top, like melodrama and exaggerated characterization. But these people feel like grounded and well-realized and well-rounded and like normal people, which even something like K-On, which dude, I love K-On, but... They're, they're, they're not normal people. You will never meet anyone in your life that is like the people in gay. <laughs> yeah, even though it's another slice of life. It's just, it's a hard thing to come by. Um, and he also has the thought of how he would look back on his life 10 years from now, which he'll get into a little more later. Um, back at his house, his sister calls him <laughs> and tells him that she's fine. She can survive a mugging or two. Or two. <laughs> Yeah, uh -huh. it's fine, man. She's got that Akido tra training. Yeah. <laughs> the sister's fantastic. I wish she was more into the episodes because, like, she is the comedy bit that I need for these episodes. Every time she, so every time she shows up, it's like 
just goad in my opinion. Yeah, yeah she's pretty fucking great. Wait, didn't someone hot take that she was dead? No. I think so. <laughs> oh, okay. That'd be pretty fucking weird. She was actively writing him letters. <laughs> yeah, like I think I thought I don't know why I thought that then. Because I thought he just had like letters from the past or something like that. But he, he just reading. Yeah, that that wouldn't make any sense. Probably not, but that's why I was that's why I was gonna call someone out on it. <laughs> it's you. But it, it was <laughs> me the whole time. They talk a little bit more and she says that Kanyasai is off limits. Um, and she clearly knows some stuff about uh, Sekatani June and Kanyasai and everything that happened. Uh, she refers to whatever happened as a tragedy. And she hangs up and Araki <laughs> gets kind of mad, I think, for the first time in the series. No, he's like, tell me, tell me what's happening, woman. Like, come on, don't hang up on me. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, fun little thing here, in the Japanese, he uses... Uh, Anaki, not on, not a god damn it, because Anaki is often used as like bro, typically in like a, a you'd see in like a gang fashion, but he refers to her, especially when uh, he's yelling at her after she hangs up as Anaki, A-N-E-K-I, which is effectively the girl version of that. So hmm. I, I just think that's a fun little detail of like, it's from my understanding, it's pretty much like the most casual, informal way he could refer to her as like his sibling. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's just a fun little nice touch to show, like, despite the fact that they're so different, what kind of relationship they have. He goes to consider uh, Sekitani and whether he looks back on his life and has the regrets and whether he will again and thinks more about, you know, rosy lives and how that High school is the 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 rosiest time, and <laughs> Sekitani had that stripped away from him. So how could that possibly make him like a hero? Like how could he have come out of that positive? And resolves to solve the mystery. Areki calls everyone in, which is, as they point out, very uncharacteristic of him. And they do a little bit of reviewing of the mystery and talk about different readings uh, of the word. Or of some words, specifically it's um, sacrifice could be also read as offering, mm -hmm. which isn't really important, but is more of just a setup for stuff to come later. Um, and I think this, there's a couple times in the show where I definitely feel like, oh, they were doing some wordplay here, but obviously I don't understand it because I'm, I'm not, I don't know Japanese. Mm -hmm. Oreki tells us that he does some research. He figured out the person who wrote the forward was the librarian. Um, and he, uh, he did all this leg work. He looked into it beforehand, confirmed it with her, set up an appointment. Like, man <laughs> went fucking ham. This man's going to be a cop. <laughs> no. He's going to be a fucking detective. Areki ain't going to be a cop, dude. Areki's going to be the fucking... Oh, my God. What is that? P.I.? No, dude. We were just talking about detective fiction. He's going to be one of those little old ladies who's in, like, a book club uh, who the police bring in to solve mysteries because they're too incompetent. <laughs> He's going to be fucking... Angel, murder she wrote, or like Miss Marple or something. Dude, just living his life, knitting some sweaters, and the cops are like, please. <laughs> we, we don't know how to do our jobs. Please. And there's a really good bit here uh, where Mayaka walks past him and is like, hey, you're all fired up, huh? And he just like, I guess so. Yep. Where, again, he's like, yeah, he did all this and... I probably never really thought about it. And then when it's presented to him, he's like, hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this, actually. Oh, oh, here's one. They're telling her about the whole thing. And Areki 
he places all the blame on Chitanda and refi- refers to her as a wild curiosity monkey. Yes. Oh, I do love that. That's so I good. I thought that was weird. Did you watch it? Did you watch this dubs? No, no. I watched uh, the last two. Oh, okay. Because because it's another wordplay thing where she's like monkey and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant junkie. So I'm curious how that, if they just literally translate that or if that's something they change to make more sense or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's obviously wordplay that we don't understand. <laughs> And Chitanda is not pleased at being called a junkie. Isn't she like the middle of like saying something and then like everyone just cuts her or someone just cuts her off? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go sit down, talk with the librarian and start to get the truth. First she was like, hey, how about y'all laying on me, right? Mm-hmm. Which, holy shit. Uh, but yeah, after that whole bit uh, and then she sits down to give them the whole story and just the the music and the framing on this is so good. Because they really frame her like she's the evil person. <laughs> like, there's a lot of low, dark angles. Her glasses are always shrouded. Like she's just like this nice old woman telling them about something that happened 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that scene where um, it goes by whole ages. Like, it just reverses whole age. I just like that little montage. I thought that was a really cool montage. Mm-hmm. It is told, narrated, but we see the action uh, through a flashback. Uh, We learned that Sekatani was just a figurehead, uh, basically drew the short straw to be the face of the movement, even though he wasn't actually the leader. Oh, shit. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Fine. Uh, Yeah. uh, So I think one big important part that she kind of like needed to be impressed also was um, episode eight, right? It didn't. Isn't she the one that recommended the class lit club to uh, help out the uh, other people? Is she class one? I may have misread that, but I thought she like when they were talking talking about like you it know was like why... M tilde E with a music note, wasn't it? No, no. I thought like when she said, "Why did you choose the us or whatever?" and she was like the the Hoyoka stuff, and they're like, "No one said anything about that." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yudasu does mention the Hioka stuff, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that kind of is a that's a, I think I now I could be one hundred fifty percent wrong here. But I thought that that was a thing. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you you could be right. I honestly don't remember if, like, it's established how that got to her. Yeah. Or if it's just because she's, like, <laughs> the school's dominatrix, as you put it. <laughs> we learned that a bonfire caused the sports building to burn, which we got a quick shot of, I think, in the, at the end of the first or second episode. And they even mentioned that a few, I don't remember when, but they mentioned that building was, like, the only one, or the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Since it yep. didn't have any rebuilt, rebuilt, Jesus. Yep, because it was rebuilt already. And when they get to the end of it, basically the question is, so was he a martyr by choice? And the librarian just says, I think you have your answer. Which, are we all on the same page with that? Like, how, how do we How do we think? He did not do that on his own volition. No, no, that's, that's the whole point. Was the, it, it showed all the rabbits closing their eyes because they're turning their back on him. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure because <laughs> they, they kind of leave that open as like, oh, ooh, you could draw your own interpretation, but then like really hammer it home in the next 30 seconds. At, nah, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I got a question. So the school was not taking away the five days of festival, right? They were. I thought that was a miscommunication. No, they were going to shorten it. Were they going to shorten it? Okay. Yes. Because the way the school said it was like, the dumbest way possible is like this small festival in this small town. I don't know what they said, but they said that. And that like, to me, it's like they was thinking about it, but it wasn't pulling the trigger yet. If you get what I'm saying. 
Um, I mean, that's maybe. I'm not going to say that that's wrong. Okay, but that's the way I looked at it. And then, then we get to the whole thing with, well, they decided they're not going with it, but the students still rioted because they was already like they was already in wire form, and then they burned down the the fucking building and all that stuff happens. But that's why I was also like wondering if the school was actually doing this because to me it looked like the school was thinking about it but wasn't actively doing it yet. And the school just like, I mean, and the students just went off. You get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I honestly don't know if they were actively trying to shorten it or if it was just implied, like you said. But I mean, we do learn pretty quickly that the culture festival now is only like two days. Well, it's three days. But three also, days. come on. Also, that's with time. <laughs> How long was this ago? 20 years ago? No, no, no. I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying that establishes that like, even despite that, like, yeah, it still got shortened. It ended up getting shortened. But they, they also say that they did it gradually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure whether okay. it was just an implication or if they came out and just said, like, yeah, we're going to shorten it. Uh, we talk about a bit about the origin of Kanyasai, which refers to the cultural festival, which, uh, again, more word stuff that we don't understand. Like Kanya, I think specifically that part can also be written in a way that refers to Sekatani. Yeah, I I, I just kind of like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah and, and that's why calling it Kanyasai is banned in the classic lit, lit club. And then they start to talk about Hioka, and they still don't know what that means. Um, it was Sekitani's idea to call it Hioka. It was his his last will as he left the school, basically. Oreki knows what it is and tells everyone that's just silly wordplay. And we get all, a, like a surprisingly emphasized shot of his bouncy leg. <laughs> and even Satoshi like notices it, and then Oreki stops himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oreki says that hioka means ice cream and we get a great shot of just like down the line satoshi gets it and just face palms mayaka gets it it looks pissed off and chitata's like i don't fucking get it i'm with my on this one and i was like is it just as simple as ice cream and i was like i don't really know why that applies so Reki writes it down passes it to chitanda she reads it um and she remembers and again, the, like I think the cinematography and music during like her remembering like the flashback with her with the current day stuff is so well done. She remembers that her uncle told her to be strong. And if she ever remembers or if she ever feels so weak that she can't even scream, she would be eaten alive, which is a fucked up thing to say to a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we get this fucking horror imagery of wolves like tearing rabbits apart with this like graphic novel style blood just like splurting or spurting out from their necks and then the rabbit bites back right does it uh, or at least on the uh the the newsletter cover or whatever the rabbit's biting back oh yeah it may not be in the animation so no the animation the the rabbit's biting back and it's looking back at all the other rabbits which i don't understand the symbolism between that probably you looking for if they if they all helped and he could be saved but they all just watch yeah okay i guess that makes sense it just seemed real to me but Unless that makes complete sense um, after that jitanda expresses gratitude towards areki for solving it to which he says he just chanced upon it or he lucked into it and god i hate just, this personality trait on everyone what? Just, oh, just lucky. 
I, you could be humble like to a point, but like this is like the sixth or seventh time he's just like, I just looked onto it. I'm just getting lucky. I'm just, I'm just lucky. Well, yeah, he because he doesn't want to be that guy. Oh my god. He doesn't want to be the fucking genius that everyone looks to to solve all their problems. Listen, I don't want to be a genius either, but here I here here we are. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Orecki, here we are. Okay. We have to accept the roles that's been given to us by society. Do we though? Do we have to accept the roles that are given to us by society? Interesting that you say that. I, I, I yeah, yes we do. Okay. Hmm. We may talk about that with one of the characters arcs. But, I mean, your hatred of that aside, I think it's a nice little sweet moment here because Chitanda, he, she just lets him have this one. She smiles back. He's like, yeah, you just chanced upon it. Uh, then we see the paper that says, I scream. We cut to later. The anthology has been laid out by Mayaka. And Oreki is in charge of the Sekatani story, which is the longest one, to which he, of course, protests. Uh, but Mayaka is taking charge, putting her foot down, not letting him weasel out. <laughs> I do like this. This is funny. Um, we cut to a little bit later, and Areki is asking why Chitanda asked everyone for help when she was initially hesitant to. And she says that she doesn't want to think that her... Or she does, basically, she doesn't know how she's going to feel about any of this in like 10 years' time, hearkening back to earlier stuff in the episode but mm -hmm. she doesn't want to think that her feelings right now don't matter which it's kind of a weird way i think to try and tackle this sentiment although now that i'm thinking about it i don't know that i can necessarily come up with a better way to word it yeah no nope <laughs> i can't come up with a better way a better way to explain it um I just I wanted to because I think it's like a really important thought and a great uh, illustration of Chitanda's character. But uh, we cut to Areki writing a letter to his sister, kind of really subtly like accusing her of planning all of this. Just to like get him out of his shell. And like somehow she knew that if he joined the classic literature club, this kind of stuff would happen to him. He muses more about his lifestyle and his sister's lifestyle and how they're so different thinks like that that would make you and kind of cuts himself off anything else on episode five yes uh hotoro with messy hell is fantastic i wish he would style his hair messy all the time he looks good in it bro you know that dude doesn't style his hair he takes a shower at night he wakes up five minutes after his alarm goes off <laughs> no there's a difference he actually does fix his hair because there are scenes with him with messy hair. Sometimes hair just fixes itself. I I think he just dries his hair and that's how it falls. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm it'd just be saying. inefficient to run with or to walk with wet hair, you know, more resistance. Episode six, committing a cardinal sin. Recky is in class while some dude drones on about the aristocracy in the Senate. Uh, he gets bored and he does something we all have done. And if you say no, you haven't, you are a goddamn liar. And he starts loading his lead pencil backwards. Oh, hundred percent. I was kind of, I was happy that they had a mechanical pencil instead of like a, you know, number two or whatever. No, pencil, fucking yeah, so. hell. Do you guys remember when mechanical pencils, I mean, mechanical pencils is this thing, but like a thing in school 
But yeah, I, yeah. I remember like I think middle school when they like came to the scene. Yeah, it was around middle school for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's how old we are. Yeah, we used to have to sharpen pencils, kids out there. We used to have to go like get up, walk to a pencil sharpener, like fucking like a car crank window, just fucking hurn that shit. And then come back. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember back in the day when I had to go get my axe and chop down the tree, make the pencil, then had <laughs> to go to, find a lead rock. Go to the yeah, get your pickaxe to go get some fucking graphite or lead or whatever the fuck. Anyway, the argument in the next class continues, and eventually we hear Chitanda chime in, and the argument ends. We cut to the. Uh, club room and Mayaka is really laid into Satoshi about breaking plans. Chitanda is trying to placate them with cookies and it is not working. Mm-mm. She is all about it. She's like, I can go get some milk if you guys want. <laughs> That's the line that made, that got me. She's silently trying to get Areki to help. <laughs> Making all sorts of faces and huffing and puffing at him and he's just looking like I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Even though he very clearly knows. I love the resolution on this scene, too. <laughs> Areki eventually just goes, aren't you worn out yet? And Mayaka's like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so good. Uh, do you guys know what book he's carrying? Because I am looking at a wiki, and it tells us what book uh, it was like, summertime. Yeah, they put it something. on the screen, but, like, dude, there's so much shit on these screens sometimes. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Summer Calamity. I hate when they put detail into things, dude. I know, like, man. It's the what fucking the fuck? worst. Why can't they just put a camera at someone's face and... Gotta pay. I can't play Valheim and read the screen at the same time, okay? You don't play <laughs> Valheim. Fuck off. <laughs> you sit in a boat for 45 minutes and somehow your brain tricks you into thinking you did something entertaining. Um, <laughs> Satoshi gives him a thumbs up. Uh, to which Areki thinks like, man, I did not do that for you. Yeah, that was a... Uh... Which, yeah, kind of, like, Satoshi's honestly being a little bit of a piece of shit here. No, Satoshi's an asshole in this thing. I mean, he's a database. He's not, you know. Yeah, but he clearly had plans with Mayaka and then broke them off and did not tell her. Yeah, which is the dumbest thing ever. I don't know why this guy would do that. I thought this guy was a happy-go-lucky guy. Fuck this guy. He's just oh, leading her on that, like a little shithead. That's an interesting thought that we may touch on later. No, we don't have to. We will. <laughs> Satoshi goes into talking about Mayaka and how she gets mad a lot. And they start to go around and Chitanda never gets mad either. And then she's like, ah, but neither do Satoshi and uh, Oreki. You, you know what I'm going to say? These two characters, are Mayaka, Mayaka and Satoshi, I think they're actually a pretty good couple. I think they're yin and yang, basically. Interesting thought. Maybe hold on to that. They talk about how, like, yeah, Satoshi does get angry, but... Mayaka's like, yeah, but he's not scary when he's angry. And that makes Chitanda curious about uh, what he's like when he's angry. And says, what about Areki, though? Uh, Mayaka says, Areki's too empty to get mad. And he gets a little mad in his head and goes, oh, I just got mad. (laughs) Savage. This woman is savage against this boy. He doesn't have feelings, so he doesn't get mad. That's the meanest thing you could have said to somebody. Go on. <laughs> I, dude, I love Mayaka's, like, fucking smug smirk every time she insults Oreki, too. <laughs> She's always like, yeah, I got him. They talk, then they talk about Chitanda some more. Uh, they talk about, they start to talk about the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Oreki says, I thought there were 108 sins, to which he's corrected, no, those are <laughs> earthly desires. And he's like, whatever. They start to talk about how Chitanda doesn't, 
doesn't embody any of these seven dead or exhibit any of the seven deadly sins and how she's so perfect and angelic and she should be a saint and <laughs> Mayaka and Satoshi just really go ham on teasing her. So good. I like this tease. Yeah. And then she quote unquote gets mad. She pretends to get mad and then comes back with saying like all the sins are important and starts to explain why you need just a little bit of all of them. You need greed to support your family and yep. envy to like improve yourself. And then he also correctly said, well, you know, in uh, in moderation. moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Which, when I get angry, it's in moderation, you guys. It's not all the time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Chitanda Chitanda says that she doesn't get mad. It's exhausting. And she doesn't want to do anything exhausting. I love this scene. Areki mm. <laughs> starts to see her as an angel. His face brightens up. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Mayaka and Satoshi are losing their minds. Like, oh no, she's been corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I like this um, back and forth between all these characters. I think it's actually really fun. Yeah, I, I I do think there are definitely times in this anime. And to be fair, I think this batch of episodes is probably one of the most guilty of it. If I remember correctly, where they do spend too much time on the mysteries. And not enough time, like, fucking around. Yeah. Um, especially episode eight spends too much time on that stuff. Just saying, hey, on, they fuck around all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the entire anime. Yeah. <laughs> she says she's just joking, and Areki gets very disappointed because he thought he found a kindred spirit. <laughs> uh, and she starts to talk about how she does get angry, like, when people waste food, because <laughs> every uh, grain of rice is a drop of sweat. Such a fucking farmy thing to say. Mm -hmm. I, I do like the fact that she's like a farmer. Like, she thinks like a farmer, even though she's super rich. Well, she's rich because her family's like prolific farmers or something. I don't know. They are farmers, though. And then Ureki remembers the incident in the morning. Uh, and he gets sparkalized and uh, covered in curious cherubs of Chitanda. <laughs> to which his response is, he stands up and is like, well, I'm going to head out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. Yeah. Does not work. Chitanda says something weird. She says, like, oh, this something, the thing that has occurred has incurred my curiosity or something weird like that. And Arek is uh, like, what the hell did you just say? And she starts yeah. to repeat it and then gets confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Eventually, obviously... Areki is roped in. Chitanda starts to explain the events of that morning. And I love the way it's told through like crash test dummies wearing like theatrical masks. Oh, yeah. I just thought this was weird, but it's very interesting. Basically, the teacher started to teach equations that they had not yet learned and starts to scold them. Meanwhile, different masks are put on. I think the teacher takes on an Oni. And I do not know what the masks the students have are. Uh, eventually, Chitanda speaks up. Oreki kind of concludes that, like, yeah, there's not really anything strange about that. Um, to which Chitanda's like, yeah, I guess you're right, but how did the teacher make that mistake? <laughs> Oreki again tries to avoid her, and she is just, like, gradually leaning further onto the table. She might as well be lying on it. Dude. Which... <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Do you guys think that, like, she knows that if she makes eye contact with him, he's in? No, whether she definitely knows. Yeah, whether it's subconscious or not, yeah. Also, we're in a question. Okay, I would like this answer, Lawrence. People in class 1A, they're like the smartest group, right? I don't know. 
Okay. I, I don't. I, just, I don't know if it's designated that way. I think it's just your class. Okay. I just thought. It, I just thought it was weird the fact that they didn't go through crazy. And I thought one A is like the top, top of the like, top of the student body. But I might be wrong. But that's no, the I think way. It's just the room you get assigned. Okay. <laughs> she almost. Mayaka says something. I forget what, and she almost gets distracted. She's like, you know, that is an interesting thought. But I'm busy with this. Araki's <laughs> like, damn. Uh, and then hits him with the sparkle eyes again. He posits all, all the yep. little angel demon little things come out. <laughs> no, that was before with all the little oh, cherubs. Okay. That was the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah. Oreki yeah. yeah. posits that maybe he got the day wrong. <laughs> Mayaka, quite <laughs> proud of herself, shoots that down and then inquires about more than this. It's a little weird that she or Chitanda talked back to the teacher because she couldn't imagine her doing that. Like under any circumstances, mm-hmm. to which Chitanda doesn't really have an answer. Oreki posits another theory, which gets shot down. And then we learn that Satoshi's class is on ranges, which is the thing that the teacher was trying to teach that they hadn't learned yet. And Oreki figures it out and starts his explanation. Uh, Satoshi kind of assists, and they use the cookies. <laughs> he bites the cookies down into a lowercase a and a lowercase d. Because he's a math teacher, so he uses lower cases because algebra. It was at this time I realized that they use, they apparently use English letters for algebra. Yeah. I Which, think so. Because huh. it's math. I mean, because the letter isn't important. It's just a symbol, right? And you want math to be understood across all languages. Yeah, I just didn't know. Like, there's, um, we have something in aviation or English after I think World War One or two, I forgot, was like designated as like the universal language for aviation. Mm hmm. Um, is it American just, letters or what? Oh, is it uh, like yeah, yeah. It's well, it's it's kind of. Well, I've only been to a few like different Germanic. Countries. It's the Germanic alphabet. Yeah, but essentially, it's you have to know a basic like English aviation terms to fly. Oh, that, Although when you go in different country, it, it's more like a. It, it still becomes like a. If I fly to like Mexico or whatever, and I check in under like English or whatever, then mm-hmm. you'll still hear a lot of time. Most of the time, you'll still hear like the uh, Spanish-speaking pilots checking in under you know using Spanish, but the ATC controller has to speak English to us. He can speak Spanish to them too, but that's that's kind of how I've noticed it. Yeah, and kind of along that same line, I I also had the epiphany that like every time there's a high school in anime or Japanese video games or whatever the classes are denoted as like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, whatever in the Germanic. Oh, yeah. Just like this one. I hope it, I hope it is Germanic and I'm not confusing that with something else, but I think it is. And this explanation is told with through like a sketchbook, a sketch by Areki. They go through the whole lowercase letter thing. We learned that Mayaka and Satoshi mix up their letters on English tests. Although in Satoshi's case, it's an H and an N. Uh, Chitanda starts to feel a little bad. And Mayaka gets mad at Chitanda for feeling bad. For getting mad. Uh, Satoshi then is like, hey, we should go. Meeting's over, guys, all right? Uh, Nareki then does a little bit of musing about uh, Chitanda and the cardinal sins. Starts to think that, like, she felt that way because even though she does get mad, she never wants to get mad. She wants her anger to be her own fault because if she blamed the teacher, then she would be justified in getting mad. But then he cuts himself off as like, dude, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know this girl that well. What the hell am I doing? 
Uh, it's kind of weird because it doesn't stop him from like analyzing the other situations he's been in where he has very little to go on, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, obviously he's got a crush on her, whether he realizes it or not. I, I, I don't think so. I think the next episode pretty much shoots any thoughts of her him having a crush on her down. Like there's no possible way, right? <laughs> uh, For a second I was like, wait, what's the next episode? Is he fucking with me? <laughs> Chitanda thanks Areki again for helping and as they're leaving Areki thinks like eh, another day squandered <laughs> sloth is enough for me another day squandered uh and this one ends with the thing with the phrase little birds can remember which is a reference to elephants can remember by Agatha Christie yeah um I'm looking at the wiki and supposedly all these are actually mystery stories did not know that what all the ending things no, all the um, cases they're doing. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a light. It's based on a light novel. No, um, so this one, the mystery story is um, story two of commit a deadly sin from the dog that took a detour. Yeah, I think that's Hioka. I think that's a light novel. Oh, well, I'm sounding stupid. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I do want to bring something up, which I know something that Owen should bring up. Oh, go ahead. I would love for you to bring something up that's important. <laughs> to me, I think the fact that Chit- should not Chitanda, yeah, Chitanda is the one that speaks up. I think the reason she speaks up is just because of her uncle, because he knows about the story about uh, what happens when people don't speak up for other fellow students. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that she is, um, what's it called, she's embracing it. Or you know what I'm saying? She's like learning from that story to like try to stand up for other people. I mean, this happens right after what happened with the whole uncle story and stuff like that. Yeah. Because hmm. they, they, they do have a whole discussion about why 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 would Chitanda do this? Because this is not regular behavior from Chitanda. She would have been one of those students that just like sit in the back, you know what I'm saying, and not do anything about it. But this time she actually does bring herself forward and tells the teacher, no, you're wrong. And so I'm just wondering if she learned something from her uncle because of... um. Because of the situation, what happened to her uncle? Characters don't learn in stories. In character, well, like you're TV getting shows. a little smiley face sticker on your essay. <laughs> you're that fucking problem child. Turned in a good piece of work for once. <laughs> so proud of you. Oh, no, but really, like I, I actually hadn't considered that. I, I really like that as a reading for sure. Because they do discuss in the episode why Chitanda would be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Mayaka does call that out, and they just kind of brush past it. You're right. Yeah. Look at you. Solve with the mystery of the characters. <laughs> it, you know why? It's because it's a fucking mystery. Exactly. Now yeah. you get it. All right. Let's move on to episode seven. Upon seeing the true nature. We open up on a bus. Satoshi is talking about a giant eel that was on the news. Basically a Loch Ness monster. Uh, parallel. Didn't they talk about this in Mop Psycho too? The hanging I feel like it's man? The no. Same eel. Is it? I don't know. I could What's be wrong. Eel? I don't know. Maybe I, I, I could be talking out of my ass. I don't. I, yeah, I don't have an answer for you, eel. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, this whole time, this whole conversation, Oreki is watching a ladybug, but they all kind of lay out like their philosophy on mysteries, and for Chitanda, like. I guess we kind of don't know where Mayaka stands, if I remember correctly. But Chitanda is just, like, happy to engage with them, to play with them. Like, it doesn't matter what it ends up being. 
she just likes to explore them. Satoshi, he he more enjoys like observing it. He doesn't he doesn't care whether it ends up being true or not. It's about the story. Uh, and Areki sees it as the, they use this term multiple times throughout this episode of a beckoning flower, which is something that seems enticing. But as you get or once you see it up close, turns out to just be a wilted flower, which maybe speaks to their worldview. And I thought this was the point that I really wanted to jump into something, but I will save it actually. I think there's a better point if I even want to do it in this batch. It's hard to tell what's uh, doing too much. <laughs> oh, oh, I actually did write what Satoshi says. It, to, to Satoshi, it doesn't matter if it's real or not, but it would be more fun today if it was. So he, he wants to treat stuff like it's real in the moment. Oh, interesting. Um, we learned that they're heading to a hot spring. Areki hot gets, spring episode. Whoop, whoop. Yep. <laughs> the least... Maybe, probably the least horny hot spring episode in all of anime. Okay, so um, this is our second hot spring episode, I think. Hours? Hours, yes. Yeah, hours. Oh, this is my second hot spring episode. <laughs> I hate uh, well, I'm trying to think. There's one, in, um, there's one in Evangelion. Hot spring and beach episodes are interchangeable, by the way. I'm saying hot springs right now. Because beach no, I'm just saying sometimes things don't have a hot spring episode, but they'll have a beach episode or vice versa. Well, I guess I guess this is a fourth one if you count a beach episode because there was one in Devil is a Part-Timer. Mm-hmm. And then there was one on Yori and Ice. And I think that's all, right? Even getting Yori and Ice and, and uh, Devil is a Part-Timer. Uh, yeah, which surprisingly the hot spring episode in Evangelion, not bad. No, it's bad. Uh, they do the hot spring okay, mostly. Okay. Kind of on that thought, because I, I think, I want to say it's like 13.5 technically or something. It's like an OVA that's like this weird fucking pool episode for Hioka that I think we're going to skip because it's not like actually part of the series. You're obviously more than welcome to watch it, but we're not going to watch it officially. Sounds good to me. So I'm just throwing that out there because I don't remember if it's like 12.5 or 13.5 or what. Anything with so, a point five, let it go. Yes. That aside, Areki gets carsick and Mayaka has hooked them up with some rooms because what is it like her aunt or something owns it? Uh, something like that. Someone in her family. I, I, yeah, I think those were her cousins, right? Yeah, that's how I referred to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we meet her cousins, uh, Rie and Kayo, Kayo, sorry, which are uh, in, I believe, sixth and fourth grade, respectively. So they're younger. Uh, so we get a quick scene of Satoshi and Oreki uh, in their room, just kind of hanging out, doing more of their bullshit, where <laughs> Satoshi pokes fun at Oreki's entire existence. Uh, they go down for food, and Oreki smells cheese. And then he, he so confidently guesses what the food is and then gets there and is completely wrong. But he guesses that the dessert is cheesecake, and the cousins are amazed they're like oh, how is this the thing they told us about <laughs> and he looks at um what yeah name? yeah i really need to make a cheat sheet of these people's names mayaka mayaka yeah uh the younger sister spills something uh and then we come back to the rooms Reki is lazing about we get a cut of him cycling through like laying down and watching tv and then laying down again oh yeah he did get he is carsick or yeah. was carsick which I think is the stupidest thing ever. Like, he's just car sick. I'm like, okay. People get car sick. I don't think he's car sick after that initial scene. He decides to head to the hot spring. 
as soon as he leaves his room, bumps into Chitanda, who is also heading there, so they're going to go together. Chitanda asks him about his sister. Uh, we learn that she is an only child, but has always wanted a sibling, and Areki thinks that she's being too idealistic about what having a sibling means. I like this episode. Yeah, the more I think yeah. about this episode, I like it. Like, this actually mm-hmm. is a pretty decent, like, mystery. And I know, I know it's about the fucking mystery thing. You're like, this is not about the mystery. But, like, I'm keep saying, this is, I do like the mystery. No, I think you're right. I, th- I think this is, this, this one feels very, like, Nancy Drew. Yes, I will die on this hill. I think if you're going to use mysteries as, like, a, you know, literary device to tell, like, a full story about all this stuff, I think they should be at least slightly intriguing. This one is very, like, like, it's you figure it out like it's very simple, you know, but it's still fun and there's a really nice little message at the end of it. This is I think this is a very well done episode. Cool. This is my favorite one so far. I'm just going to say I will bomb that fucking hill and you will die on it. Um <laughs> I got my flat cannons, bitch, bring it. Ahead, what I like about this mystery though is the fact that they do show you everything about it where you could actually solve it if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. In terms of like the actual mysteries, this one does feel like I said, a, a lot more Nancy Drew, a lot more in in that genre of they kind of want you to piece the mystery together a little bit, um, where the others are more of just like a framing device for stuff that is happening to the characters. Uh, they get to the hot springs, and Chitanda points out there's no mixed bathing, to which Areki gets a really flush. Is like, of course not. Why would there be? What? Wait, are there are there actually mixed ba- bathing ones? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm saying Satanda, not afraid of her body. She's like, yeah. She's a farmer, dude. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, she's a farmer. I bet she's also, like... Also, I bet she, she doesn't she doesn't seem like the kind of person who has, like, the social awareness. She's <laughs> yeah, really super yeah. concerned about that. All right. Uh, Satoshi is already there, just hanging out and being a little weirdo. They just start to chill in the hot springs, and we hear sounds from the other side, and Areki's like, oh, is that Satanda? Being the fucking horniest fucking fifteen year old of the world. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. This this was done well. Yeah, totally. But I, I, it's. I just love the fact that like that man. That could be literally anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Is this? It's that fucking meme where he's like pointing at the butterfly. Is this Chitandra? Yeah. But we we see shots of him looking more and more distressed, interspersed with Chitanda just like doing hot springs things. And then he just straight, like, passes out. Just fucking loses it. Satoshi has to bring him back to his room. Like, oh, he must still be carsick. This man can't even handle a hot spring. <laughs> well, all the blood definitely left his head. That's what I said, too. <laughs> this is, like, the only note I have written down. <laughs> um, he's, over, he's over in his room pretending that he's still carsick. <laughs> and the heat definitely got to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chitanda comes in to check on him and touches his face, which again makes him lose his goddamn mind. <laughs> he rolls over. He's like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Leave. No, go away. <laughs> uh, she leaves him and then he hears some Tycho drums. Then we hear the ghost story about the person who stayed in room seven and hung themselves. Uh, and the ninth guest staying in that room got sick and died. So they built another hall and closed that one off to prevent rumors. Which again, the uh, every time they launch into a story, like all the different styles of animation they use, so good. It's so good. So good. 
um, Recky sees someone running across the yard, and we come to the morning, and Mayaka is having a bad time because she saw the ghost. <laughs> uh, which I think we've talked about this already with Devil is a Part Timer, but just in case we haven't, it is a big trope in anime that the typically the toughest girl is afraid of ghosts. That's a weird thing. Are you not afraid of anything, Anthony? No, like specific, like why I, I rest always, case. always have to be ghosts, though. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. It's the weird part. Like, why can't like she be afraid of like choking or like dying alone, like the rest of us? <laughs> well, you see, ghosts are spooky, Anthony. Listen, that's why. So, I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of <laughs> inevitabilities. <laughs> At breakfast, Areki observes that there's no cup for Kayo. Kayo. Uh, and they start to talk about the ghost story. After they talk about it for a bit, Chitanda sidebars with a recce, basically says she saw it too, starts to get curious, and he gets double sparkleized. Mayaka joins in on this one. Oh. So they recruit him to to solve the mystery of the suicide ghost. I'm just saying, you guys, uh, so Satoshi is sleeping, and he mm-hmm. has dwarves coming out of him, and I'm like, oh, that looks like the best sleep ever. I thought he was one that was behind it. I thought he was the red herring. I mean, he is the red herring. I thought for sure he's the one that was uh, make like making this story true, like just fucking around with these people. Yeah, that's that's actually that leads perfectly into what I was gonna ask, which I guess now you don't have to answer. The, the episode does make a point of being like, man, Satoshi's never around, and they're just sleeping while they're investigating. Like, obviously, Monkey gave his answer, but Anthony, did you think? He was up to something? Like, what did you think he was doing? No, I saw him cocked out, and I was like, yeah, bro, same. After, like, a night in the sun, getting into some hot springs, dude, I'd be fucking cocked out, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was At just like... Monkey picked up on that he's a red herring. <laughs> no, I was just sitting there like, yeah, no, I get it, man. My man's, my man is sun-drained. Like, I understand going to the beach is fucking exhausting. I don't understand why these people are getting up at, like, <laughs> 7 in the morning. Uh, Yeah, they're doing their investigation. They go... They're about to go into... The other building, and I should point out, I guess, they left Mayaka behind. She's not joining them on the investigation. She's helping with homework. They see Kayo, and Ereki sends Chitada to deal with her because he, quote, sucks with kids. I love that. That's so funny. Um, and when Chitanda is talking to her, she seems very scared of something or very nervous about something. Um, we learn that that... Uh, building is used for storage and she is not going to let them in uh we see a uh, a radio calisthenics tag and a ball both labeled with rie and another one of each not labeled with anything they start to explore outside and the ground is muddy because it rained very briefly the previous night uh we cut to them at lunch and they <laughs> raise the question of where satoshi's been at and uh, Rie comes out in her yukata. Satoshi pulls Oreki aside and basically makes fun of this 12-year-old girl. It's like, her yukata's not real. That's a clip-on sash. I thought the bow was clip-on. Yeah, the sash. Oh, well, that's part of the sash. Is it? Yeah, because I think you can tie your sash into a bow, but instead of doing that, they just clip on the, the bow. Yeah, he was just, like, fucking roasting this girl. Yeah, pretty much. Which, okay, fine. He's a database. Yeah, dude, he knows. He just knows shit. Uh, Areki and Chitanda go back to the hot springs. 
Satoshi is there again because my man slid down a fucking cliff because he gets there faster. I do love that question. It's like, how did you, you was at lunch with us? How did you get home before I did? Just slid down a fucking cliff. Yeah, and Araki's like, yeah, I see it. Okay. Uh, he asked if there was an event last night. And he's like, yeah, there was a summer festival. Didn't you hear the taiko drums? Oh, we did. Mm. Uh, they're leaving the spring and Areki has solved the mystery. He's explaining that it was a yukata on a hanger that was hung to dry because uh, Kayo stole it and it rained and her sister is mean. <laughs> and her sister is mean. I mean, basically. I, yeah, I, I, this whole time I was like, that doesn't mean she's mean. That just means, you know, she's protective of her stuff. And then when she jumped on that fucking like the, the I was like, oh, yes, perfect. What? Oh, uh, when like. I was kind of following the logic with him and like disagreeing with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that doesn't mean she's mean. That just means, you know, she has her stuff. She likes it to not be messed with and stuff. And then when like they were walking and then after they had their little, like maybe, you know, siblings aren't the greatest or whatever. And then like they were doing the little piggyback ride, having fun. And then yeah. he was like, well, you know, sometimes. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. Well, I don't think it was a, was it? A, I thought she like hurt her ankle or something, but I guess oh, maybe that. Yeah. But yeah, pretty relevant. Um, but yeah, I, I also like that they do that quick turnaround of like, oh, wait, you're, you're really going to go ahead and leave this episode on Chitata being sad now because siblings aren't that good, huh? Yeah. Like, nah, siblings can be nice and kind of flies in the face of um, Areki's philosophy of things being a quote unquote beckoning flower where when you get a closer look at stuff that seemed desirable, they're just a wilted flower. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else on episode seven? I don't think so. All right. Go straight into episode eight, which this one has like one big point I want to talk about. Episode eight. Let's go to the screening. Uh, We start with an apologetic text saying there's no more. Um, There's kind of a backhanded response. And then we cut over to like a chat room where someone is saying that they need someone else. Um, and someone says, oh, I've got, I don't know if I've got that. Uh, I've got someone who can dance for you. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? What the fuck was this? Uh, so, okay, quick question. Do you guys have any theory? We know who L is, obviously. Do you have any thoughts on who M tilde E music note is? Okay, you know what? Now that I... Actually, know what's going on up until just now. I, I th- which I I don't know the answer. By the way, if if they do reveal it, I forget. Weird. I thought this was just so weird, and then it made more sense in the middle. And now that you just like okay, so we got a <laughs> guessing game, Sal. We have homework to do. Who do we think? I wasn't even paying attention to this fucking email thing at the beginning. I saw the I email, and I'm like, I don't fucking care about this fucking email chain. I was so like, just what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um. Okay. Hold on. Let me think. M. What is it? M. A. Oh, it's almost like a mystery where you're supposed to remember information that was presented to you earlier and piece it together. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. M. A. What? It. It was like M tilde E with a music note. It was either at the front or the end. I forget. Hmm. Uh, and she that person's the one's like oh i've got someone who can dance for you and uh i believe refers to who we know to be uh irisu as her kohai which means the opposite of senpai her underclassman which in theory could be any age but probably not a teacher but someone who attended that school or currently attends that school fuck i yeah i don't know man 
I haven't been really keeping up with some of the side people. So again, I, I truly, truly forget. Mm-hmm. And if this is even answered, so my guess is Areki's sister. <laughs> Areki's sister. Yeah. Whose name is Tomoe. So maybe there's some wordplay going on there. Huh. No, no, no. It's because guess I got. And obviously we know that L is Chitanda. Mm, yeah. She's really big into Death Note. Uh, <laughs> uh, we learn L will be there. Or she, who we know to be Irisu starts talking to L, who says she'll be there and makes typos a bunch. <laughs> she says like, I'll be there in a munch. Merch much. <laughs> that um, seems actually a lot funnier now that I have the context behind it, but it's so weird yeah. at the beginning. Especially knowing it's Chitanda on the other end, which of course it is. <laughs> and she's like, you don't have to convert to Gaji. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, also invite your three friends, the Classic Lit Club, right? Yeah. Which should have been a dead giveaway that it was one of the members of the Classic Lit Club. Yeah. We come over to Satoshi and Areki walking to school. Satoshi is going full fucking Eeyore, basically. He's like, ah, I have no talents. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not good at anything. I and can then, remember stuff, but I would never win a quiz show. And then, um, her, what is his name? Hotoro? Hotoro Oreki. Yeah, Oreki has the, the, like, the, um, the realization that, like, is literally the next step where it's just, uh, you know, people who have convenient lives can never live simple ones. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or geniuses don't get to live normal lives. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, and Satoshi's basically <laughs> snaps back and I'm like, hmm, I don't know about you, man. I, I haven't made my judgment on you, whether you, <laughs> I think you've got some talents, which sucks for you, bud. Yep. They oh. are late to the club, to which Mayaka lays it to Satoshi, of course. And Chitanda is also late, to which Mayaka is worried. Yes, yeah, because it's a it's a difference gonna, in behavior. She's not going to berate. Yeah, she, her she's just like ah, we'll see. We should go. We should go find out. Yeah, uh, Chitanda comes in and brings them to a movie screening where we meet Irisu, who I think is a really fascinating character. Um, and the way they introduce her is so fucking good with. Like, they show her walking across the room with all these, like, shadowy, powerful angles trying to make her seem mysterious and, like, ominous. <laughs> Satoshi just immediately starts complimenting her. <laughs> like, hey, I re- re- the way you, like, handled the mediation between blah, 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 blah is so cool. And she's like, I don't know who you are, man. Please get away from me. Oreki <laughs> uh, does note that it's weird for Satoshi to openly compliment someone like that. And we learn that she is old friends with Chitanda's family and has kind of been around in Chitanda's life for a long time. That's how they know each other. Uh, she just wants them to give an opinion on the movie. No ulterior motive. He- oh, well, she basically explicitly says there's an ulterior motive, but it would be more efficient uh, <laughs> for them to watch the movie first, which Areki's like, more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> which actually, it's so interesting that like, one of my favorite things about this character is we get it a couple times in this episode and it just kind of subtly sticks around of obviously there's Chitanda and like that's the focal point for Ureki. But Irisu kind of exists as like this weird, like almost secondary curiosity for Ureki. But yeah, she she like she she's like oddly interesting to Ureki in a way that most other characters aren't. 
And it's not just because she'll say stuff like, that's more efficient, because she's probably playing him <laughs> when she says that. But, oh, this is what I want to ask about. So you watched this one dubbed, right? Yes. So how is the movie in the dub? Because in the sub, it's like so spot on with like shitty high school filmmaking. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Okay. This was such like a, we should split up now. <laughs> like all that kind of shit. And it's very, um, are you talking about mainly the dialogue, right? Since it's a, yeah. Dub, in yeah, terms yeah. of like the, the, the people acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of like, yeah, it, it makes sense. Cause he even still says like, yeah, well, this is what you get for a fucking high school production or whatever. Yeah. So, so they still do that really well. They have like a couple people clearly way overacting. One person is yes. like kind of good. Yep. Yeah, they have, like, that the one girl with the black hair is just kind of like, we should go over here now. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then, like, the guy who's like, we should split up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that fucking guy. Yeah, the guy that who dies. the first to die. Uh, absolutely. I don't, I honestly don't think it's, like, from the perspective of the show, super interesting. It doesn't really have much to offer. Um, but I do think the the movie is really well made for making one of those <laughs> yeah, it's really good at making it bad. I'm like, wow, this is so bad. It's so good. So many shots where they zoom in on a thing and then turn on the flashlight. Yeah. And then linger on it for another second. Oh, so who do you think is the killer, Anthony? <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't even think about it. I was just, I literally finished just two minutes before fucking. We will bring that question back. So you have a minute to ruminate. Okay. I'll give you an out on this one. As I rush through the movie. So it's basically just a mansion mystery to which Satoshi is excited and Mayaka's like, what? Uh, Satoshi's very into it. Man's taking notes. Uh, they go and distribute their keys in the movie. And we learn that Satoshi is a movie talker, which fuck him. Yeah, oh, I, hate I was going to say, fuck him. He is a dirty movie talker. This guy deserves to be thrown in jail for what he has done. And... Why watch it, dude? I relate to Mayaka so much. Just every time he talks, she looks back and gives him that like she's not actually gonna say anything, but <laughs> just trying to give him a dirty look and hope he gets it. That's me in movie theaters before <laughs> the end times. The end of times. One of the students goes missing. We find him dead. Chitanda is, of course, way too into it. And Oreki's like, how can she get emotionally invested in this? Do you have any uh, thoughts on who you think the culprit is? Um, from like the stuff they give us, not really. But I was saying it's the girl with the brown hair with the pink bow. Is that the like really deadpan girl? I don't know. No, it's not her. I think she has white hair. Is that girl or black hair? Oh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just think it's her just because um, she looks like the least person that would do it. And usually it's them. Is that the same one that Areki guesses? I don't remember any of their names. I don't know either. <laughs> the movie was so bad, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. I really like Areki's reasoning for his guess, though. All right. So who do you think the killer is? So just based off of my remembering everything, I think it was the uh, kind of nerdy kid that went by himself. Okay. He wound up, I think he was the one that was also leading everyone to the rooms. Because uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he, like I said, he was by himself. And also, he came from a different spot of the... Then he left at right when he like come through like a weird window. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, she she asked for their opinions, and Mayaka straight up is like, "Yeah, it's clumsy, but it's fine for what it is, I guess." And Irisu completely agrees, and says, 
it's fine to indulge in self-satisfaction sometimes. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know your movie's not that good, but sure. You can be happy with what it is. Are they doing Why not? This? Were they doing this for like a school thing or just for fun? I think it's for the culture festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. And then Irisu drops on them that the script is not done. Bum, bum, bum. And they are there because she wants them to deduce the culprit. Says that the writer, who goes by the name Hongo, uh, is very into mystery novels, followed all the rules of mysteries. So all the logic should track, regardless of it being an amateur thing. And of course, everyone looks at Areki. <laughs> Areki guessed that it was... Yeah, I don't remember the names, the faces, but he guessed that it was Yamanishi because she had a bad attitude. Did he, did he already guess? I don't remember him guessing already. Yeah, no, he guesses like oh, immediately. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. It's like an Areki blow-off guess, though. And then he starts to kind of question Irisu about this whole thing. She explains the whole situation and apologizes and starts to leave. Um, she says something. I forget what it is, but it's so clearly like... Her last second play, like, if this was another, like, a different shitty anime, there'd be a shot of her smirking as she walked away <laughs> as Chitanda falls into her trap. I've activated my trap card. Because um, she starts to walk away and Chitanda gets curious about Hongo. And there's a great shot of Satoshi and Mayaka exchanging looks like, yep, here we go. And... Chitanda starts to recruit Ureki because they have to avenge Hongo's death. Mom. Which is a great line because then Irisu's like, she's not dead. Chitanda's like, oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Ureki eventually agrees to take on a role as observers where they will just oversee the rest of the process. Uh, we cut to them leaving and Satoshi tells them about Irisu. And how her family is like important to hospitals, but also she has the reputation of the empress in the school, which uh, in the sub, Areki sets up a joke uh, here of like, I forget, I forget what, well, it says like not queen or something. So I looked it up the because empress. this was, I had like this one and you mentioned like there's a different sub. So in the sub, he specifically says, uh, yeah, it's like the queen. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, they do the whole bit where he she finishes or she you know heaps. Yeah, Mayaka finishes it and he's like, "I salute you for yeah, I salute you for knocking yeah, down exactly. what I set up." He's the T ball. She's the ball. T. He's the she's the ball. Fucking knocked it out. And then uh, in the dub, it is dominatrix, mm -hmm. which still got a hearty chuckle out of me. But basically, the idea between her, behind her being the empress is that. She uses other people as her pawns and she's good at manipulating people, which should be clear by now. <laughs> um, and then Satoshi starts to talk about tarot's, and we're gonna talk about tarot's, guys. I'm the king, I know nothing. The king is not a tarot about tarot. Tarot is very big in like anime and JRPGs. I just know they pull cards out, like you put three down, and then they say, This is your fucking future. So here's the thing. Satoshi starts to assign to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'm going to run through this real quick. And then I want, I want to get you guys' thoughts on the, the, the assignments of Taro, I guess. Uh, Satoshi gives Mayaka judgment or justice, one of those two. And I'll go over what all these, means, all these mean in a second. 
Um, Satoshi gives himself fool or magician, but then concedes fool to Chitanda, and he gives Oreki strength. But Chitanda kind of thought of Oreki as star. And here's what these mean. So fool, which is assigned to Chitanda per Satoshi, means, and this is like very truncated, abbreviated meanings of these, very rough. But fool basically means optimism and trust in life. The magician, which is the other one Satoshi would have given to himself, so kind of defaults to, means action or power to manifest. He gives Mayaka judgment, which could be rebirth, new phase, or inner calling. Yeah, one of those is, sorry, that's, I wrote these twice. <laughs> I wrote judgment twice. I did not write justice. Um, and the other one is fairness, equality, and balance. One of those is judgment. One of those is justice. He gives Oreki strength, with it, which is courage, subtle power, and integration of your animal self. But Chitanda thinks Oreki is star, which is hope, calm, and good omens. What do, we, what, what do we think about those tarot assignments? I think my head hurts. The first thing is, is the fact that you found a good resource and you still somehow fucked it up. So that's always fun. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, fair. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way first. Uh, I think Satoshi does a good job of everybody's assignment. And I actually agree with his uh, thing on strength more than uh, Satanda thinks of him as a star. But don't don't you think it might be like a matter of perspective and what Oreki represents to those characters? Yes, that's that's where I instantly went to. It was like, well, he's known him longer. He knows what he actually is. And lately he's been doing this stuff. So he's strength. And she's only seen him as like a very, very calm person. For the most part, when you said calm, that sounded like dead on. But but also like that, does he not like work as a symbol of hope for her? For her? Yeah. Um, I mean... Ooh, what's it called when like hope's already been like I mean she's already gotten the hope out of him, right? No. You don't think so? No, she 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 looks at him every time there's a mystery to solve. Oh, I mean that's fair. Yeah. I was, I was Reki thinking, is the most interesting part of her life. Yeah, I don't think interesting is hope though, right? Um It could be. I mean, we you don't we don't know enough about uh Chitanda yet for me to really dive into that, but But what I was kinda thinking was like well, my initial like spur was she already solved her case, her personal case, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's more curiosity and less like hope. Or she could just keep looking to him to to draw, because without him, she wouldn't get to explore all these things, right? Uh, she could explore them. She just probably wouldn't solve them. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be significantly uh, worse. So I don't know. It's just uh, I'm. From her perspective again. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Hope seems like a strong one for me to assign to him. Okay. Personally, I would lean towards strength for him, but I understand why she said star. Except for the hope thing. I, I'm, I'm, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Mayaka assignments? Do you think she's more a judgment or justice? Because she's the only one who doesn't get a solid one. She's the only one who gets two that just What were they up. again? Sorry. There's just a lot uh, of shit. Judgment is rebirth, new phase, inner calling. Justice is fairness, equality, balance. And these both come from Satoshi, bear in mind. I mean, I think both of them are good, but I think justice is the way to go, the later one. Fairness, equality, balance. Yeah. You think so? Even earlier in the episode, she scolds yeah. Satoshi and there's like, ah, Chitata's fine. 
I don't think either of them really fit her personally. From Satoshi's point of view? Justice or uh, Judgment? Is that the other one, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe Judgment, but I I haven't been, I guess I just haven't read into their situation that much. Mm-hmm. I just know that she likes him. Yeah, S- Satoshi's a pretty slow burn on his character arc. His takes a while to come to her big head, so. Yeah. Which I guess with that, what, what do you, how do you feel about Satoshi's assignment of himself as the magician, uh, which is action or power to manifest? It's a weird way. It's just a, it's a lot of words in a very short sentence that has a lot of connotation behind it. Uh-huh. Welcome to mysticism and fucking horoscopes, my man. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Bunch of vague bullshit that can mean anything. I'm also looking these up as we go along. I, yeah, you, you're probably going to find different definitions. This was just like a quick and dirty I found. The, the, uh, the fool I found specifically interesting because... <laughs> I mostly know a lot of tarot stuff from, like, the Persona games. Mm -hmm. And the fool is always the main character. And, you know, you're the main character. You're the one who impacts the world. You can get... You go out and be friends with everybody. You get all the different personas when everyone else only has one. Another way to look at the fool, I think, is, like, a... Almost a limitless potential. It's everything and nothing all in one. So an easier way that I like to digest this a little bit, like, so would you say that like if you pull the magician, you have like your, you, he said that he has like all the skills and abilities he needs to be successful. Sure, totally. Okay. Yeah, you could take that reading probably. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a tarot master by any means. Yeah, that that's just a simplified version of what you said that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, someone who self-proclaims himself as the uh, the database probably assumes that he has a lot of skills and abilities that he needs. But multiple times, or not he even says, skills. Uh, I, but but he he constantly puts himself down as saying like he he has all this information and stuff, but he can't do anything. Yeah, I mean if he if all, uh, so if I if I re put this as knowledge instead of skills, so if he has all like the knowledge and abilities that he needs or knowledge you know that he knows to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that that's not a inaccurate reading. Again, I don't know all however many tarot cards there are. So, but again, bear in mind this is Satoshi's own perspective on himself. Yeah. I don't think that changes anything for me. Okay. I feel like it's pretty easy, but how do you feel about Jatanda being the fool? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, she's very optimistic. <laughs> we cut to, I guess, the next day, and Areki is about to go to school, but it's too hot out, so he decides to stay home. Oh, uh, it wasn't school. It was a meeting, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. It, I guess it could have gone either way. Yeah, because he was like, still had to go to school. He literally, uh, he opened the door and goes, not a chance. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think they were, he was not in school clothes, but. Uh, Chitanda then comes and picks him up. I was like, hey, let's go. <laughs> At the club room, they're picked up by a girl named Ava, who is leading them to where they're going to talk to people being referred to as the detectives. Uh, Chitanda brought snacks. Hell yeah. <laughs> which which is actually important. And Chitanda asks Aba about Hongo, who describes her as no-nonsense, meticulous, and kind to a fault. We meet the three detectives, or we get a quick shot of the three detectives who are like, not in the movie, but they work on the movie, basically. And their whole thing is they're going to present their theories, and our panel of experts is going to decide if they think any of them are correct and the episode ends there with the new ending of why didn't she ask Ava which is a reference to another Agatha Christie story why didn't they ask Evans (laughs) any other thoughts no 
The only one I have is uh, I was kind of like I wasn't super. I mean, this could pan out much better than I'm anticipating, but I wasn't super excited that they were like, "Hey, let's have you do um, the detective," and they're like, "How about we just oversee the detective stuff?" Mm-hmm. Like, I was. I mean, maybe they have a plan for that. That's going to be really interesting or more interesting. But I was kind of like, just fucking do it. <laughs> but that that's just yeah, that's just a little small gripe. But I was, you know, we'll we'll see. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to spoil something very small, just something to look forward to next week. Um, those snacks that Chitanda brought, mm. if I remember correctly, they are, uh, liquor chocolates and Chitanda may accidentally get drunk off candy. You can do that? Yeah, dude. Liquor chocolates are real. Sounds amazing, actually. They will not get you drunk as a full grown adult. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. Never mind. I'm out. I just want to hit with you. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm good. Next, next week we'll be doing episodes nine through 13. If the weird pool episode happens to be in that, you are free to watch it, but we will not officially discuss it. If you want to know how to get in touch with us, listen after the music, um, where you can get our Twitters and email. Um, if you like the show, Hey, leave us a review. Do if you hate the show, tell us, give us something, let us know what you like. Let us know what you hate. We'll take any kind of engagement at this point. Please notice us. <laughs> Otherwise, see you next time on my first anime. Hey, thanks as always for listening. We decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcasts, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, Twiddle. So at us, at myfirstanime, and other shenanigans, talk about how awesome I am. That's Salvador, also Monkey. Just really just leave comments about me is what I'm asking for. I'm also plugging, I guess, my stream on uh, twitch.tv slash uh, stmonkey with a zero. And if you want to email us, uh, our email address is myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out pictures of my cat on Instagram and Twitter under the handle of Sir Paper Plate. See you next time on My, my First, first anime. anime. Did it in one. Did Perfect. <laughs>